Sponsored by the UCD Innovation Academy. You're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You with Dr. Lolly Mansi. Hi, I'm Dr. Lolly, and you're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You. I'm an entrepreneur and a lecturer in UCD's Innovation Academy, and I teach entrepreneurship, innovation, and creativity. And I believe that entrepreneurs are both born and made. In this series, we won't be talking to the Elon Musks and the Richard Bransons of this world. We'll be talking to people just like you. Welcome to An Entrepreneur Like You with me, Dr. Lolly. And this month, my guest is Karen Green. Hi, Karen. Hi, Lolly. How are you? I'm very good. We are just hot off the heels of doing our first Instagram live together. We are. And we met uh, via LinkedIn. And you came into the Innovation Academy to my class there to talk to my students about a business that you'd set up. I did. So that's how we've become friends. Yeah. <laughs> talk to us about what it is that you have done and you've created. Okay. So I set up a business called Lash Dolls Beauty and Training Academy. Yeah. Um, I set the business up back in 2009 and I currently have two salons and I have 11 solo entrepreneurs that kind of work under my brand as part of the Lash Dolls team. Okay and you also have products. What have you created? Yeah so we have created our own brand of professional products for salon use Yeah, um, and we also have some beautiful lash extensions or sorry um, strip lashes and yeah. aftercare for clients and for the general public to use. Okay so talk us through eyelashes then okay so we all have a certain set of eyelashes that some of us uh, um, have longer eyelashes than others Yeah, and so the trend in the last couple of years maybe the last sort of five years is it or sort of maybe slightly more overseas, is for um, uh, eyelash extension. So that's yeah. different. When you say strip lashes, that would be the fake eyelashes that we would yeah. know and love. But, you know, mainly we would we would buy them for sort of the odd use occasion on yeah, a party or something. Yeah, for weddings, parties, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, semi-permanent eyelash extensions are what we specialise in. Okay. Um, so, so when you say semi-permanent, they go on, you close your eyes and they go on individually. Like, so they're glued on one at a time. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, yeah. And how long do they last? So they would last three to four weeks and okay. you would have them touched up then to keep them full. Okay. Some cl- The majority of clients will come back after three weeks okay. and have them topped up to keep the lashes really full all the time. Okay, so some 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 will naturally sort of just fall. Yeah, yeah some of yeah. them fall out with your regular cycle of your lashes and then right. some of them will still be there. And are they they glued onto the eyelid or onto the other lashes? No, onto the actual lashes. We can't put the adhesive near the skin. Incredible eyesight. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of patience. And a lot of patience. Okay, so so talk us through how it happens. So I I would come into your salon and I would lie back on a salon bed close my eyes and then when I wake up I have beautiful lashes. That's how it works. Yeah, (laughs) it's like magic. Okay, great. Um, To be honest, the majority of clients come in obviously looking for a little bit of a transformation Yeah. um, and they really do transform you. Like you literally go from looking like you have no lashes to a beautiful set of eyelash extensions. So your eyes are your window to your soul. So all we're doing really is opening the eyes up. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, since COVID with the masks and a lot of people are still wearing masks at the moment, the eyes really stand out now a lot Actually, of people from a business emphasis. perspective the sales of lipstick dropped dramatically yeah. because we were all wearing masks so eyelashes proffered whereas lipstick went down yeah that's like, really interesting there's a there's a, in the 1930s there was something called the lipstick effect which was during a, during the recession of the 1930s actually lipstick was the one thing that that, that prospered from the 19 states and uh, from the United States and all the way across Europe and that was lipstick that's why you see the ro- rise of red lipstick yeah. in the 30s and the 1940s um, and that's because it was all is women could afford 
afford it. They, they weren't allowed to treat themselves to too much and there was a recession on, but yeah. they could afford once every couple of months to buy a lipstick and the colour at the time was yeah. red. So the lipstick effect was there's certain things that are recession proof. And that's really interesting to me that eyelashes might have prospered. It's not an angle that I'd thought of before. Yeah, no, But it, it makes really a lot has. of sense now yeah. because people are only seeing your eyes and judging you on what your eyes look like. That's it. Like, And I think even during lockdown, um, obviously our salons were closed, so we had to kind of think outside the box. Yeah. And because I had a lot of clients still on Zoom, still doing their meetings from home, they were all desperate to have their lashes done. And right. obviously I couldn't open up the salon. So I decided then to go down the road of bringing out my own brand of strip lashes. So how does one go about doing that? So I had some contacts, um, obviously, from producing my own products. And they're always trying to bring out new, innovative yeah. stuff. Um, but I kind of had to look at the majority of my clients, what their style of lashes extensions were when they were coming to me in the salon. Okay. So I mimicked the most popular styles that I would have done in the salon. And I had them made into the nicest, fluffiest, gorgeous, reusable strip lashes. Okay, so it's it's on a it's on a an, on a small strip that you can you you put on to the top of your so just above your own lash line yeah, and your it. own lashes go into it. Yeah. Uh, what are the kind of styles that people would go for? See, there's a mix because yeah. we'd have a lot of I would have a lot of older clients that you know would go for a more natural looking lash. Yeah. So we went for a really really natural basic kind of style just. Um, everyday wear. Yeah. And I went for five different styles. So yeah. we went from really, really natural to really, really bold. Okay. Full, fluffy. I'm thinking more sort of drag queen Saturday yeah. night party style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like a lot great. of makeup artists, obviously during yeah. lockdown, were live on their Instagram. They were doing some makeovers on themselves. Yes. So they were really desperate for something new to try as well. Well, I mean, I only came across lashes uh, from from the drag queens that I know because their their makeup is always extraordinarily yeah. beautiful. And I'm always like, God, how do you do that with your eyes? And then, you know, they would always tell me, you know, the makeup is key and that, you know, but they they, they move, remove the eyebrow and, and put it up higher. Yeah. And I'm sure anyone that's seen, you know, any of the drag shows or, or RuPaul's Drag Race or any of those things would know this. But they're also all about the lashes because it's opening up the eyes. Totally. So like, and then that's really moved into sort of much more mainstream. Yeah. The lashes have taken over, like literally because, and like that, during lockdown, we had the masks. Yeah. Nothing else was visible apart from our eyes and brows. Yeah. Um, and I think it really did bring well, my brows business. also have become a yeah. very big thing. Yeah. That if people sort of redefined and realised that sort of the sh by shaping your brow, you're actually, you can actually change the, the way that your face looks. You can yeah. look healthier or younger or, you know, it looks slightly yeah. different. Yeah, like even just colouring your brows makes yeah. a massive difference. Even using brow soaps, all that kind of stuff. There's so many products on the market What's now. What's a brow soap? So a brow soap, <laughs> so a brow soap was, um, it's like a, it would be like a gel that goes on the brow. Okay. So if you had kind of minimal hair, you can apply the brow soap to obviously the hairs on your brow yeah. and you can actually bring them up and set them into a set direction that you want okay. to give you a fuller looking brow without any tint. Okay, so you you can so my eyebrows are a bit invisible because I'm light haired, but like kind of so I, I have mine tinted and shaped, and um and then I could use a, br a brow soap to yeah. actually style my brows. That's it to whatever direction this you is want. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like it's absolutely amazing. And then what are HD brows? So HD brows, there's a lot of different types of tint on the market. So yeah. HD brows are a brand. So HD is oh, a local okay. brand of okay. tint. Um, so when HD brows came out, um, your it was for clients basically that had overplucked the brows. Okay. 
okay. had kind of gaps throughout the brow. So we would put you on like a six week or eight week program where we would literally, you would not touch the brow for that amount of time. Okay. We would tint them, we would shape them and we'd put you on a little program where we need to grow certain areas of the brow. Uh, okay. Um, so okay. that's kind of HD. Um, and then you have every other type. There's so many yeah. types of brows now, but um, HD brows wouldn't be as popular now. Right. Um, well, these things do go through fashion yeah, phases. Yeah, it's just like trends. Yeah. So at the moment we have brow lamination that has gone to the roof. brow lamination? So brow lamination is very similar to the brow soap, but it's just more of a semi-permanent treatment that you'd have okay. done to the brows. It's where we're actually lifting and setting the brows into place and they stay like that for about wow. six weeks. So it's very similar to the brow soap. Okay. But if you didn't want to go that kind of per- semi-permanent route, you could try the soap first to see okay. if you would like that style. It's uh, The innovation in the in the beauty industry is fascinating, isn't it? that sort of we get these trends and if you look if you think back to the 1960s we had these huge eyelashes you know like sort of the twiggy Jean Shrimpton kind of look you know this very fluttering very obviously fake lashes and now people are sort of you know there's a lot more choice on the market how did you get into eyelashes? So I was working in banking for the majority of my career Mm. and um, kind of getting bored I've tried everything I had literally gone through every single career you could possibly think of and when I was saving um, to get married I took on a part time job in a beauty salon near the house and there was a girl after moving from Poland to Mm. Dublin and she started chatting to me about these eyelash extensions and I was like never heard of eyelash extensions before like love beauty treatments never heard of it so she started telling me a bit of information about it and I was searching online for courses in Dublin there was absolutely nothing at the time so I left it for about six to eight months and I kept researching 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 and um, I eventually found a course yeah so I said, you know what, I'm going to try the course. I still have my full-time job. I was at the time have, starting to have my family. They were quite young and I was looking for something a little bit different. Okay, so, um, so a little nixer that you could do when you had kids and just something yeah, on the sidelines to yeah. bring you a few extra credits. Yeah, that yeah. was it. And so I enrolled to do the course. Took the It was a one-day course, yeah. took the course and came home that night and bawled my eyes out. <laughs> I was like, never going to do this. It's okay. just not for me. The course didn't really teach me anything. Okay. Um, a lot of theory, no practical, and for eyelash extensions. So, so you need okay. So that, that doesn't sound quite right either, because you know, like, kind of, so for <laughs> to teach you how to do eyelashes, and it doesn't ever show you how to do eyelashes. It t- talks to you about the theory. What are some of the the bits of theory that you would have learned on that? So we learned all about the contraindications, um, about obviously working around the eye area, okay. the clients that we can and can't work on. Okay. Um, a lot of product knowledge. Um. Obviously, about the different types of adhesives that you're going to use. Some people could be allergic, right? Yeah, so that's is, it. There, is there like patch tests, or how does that work? Um, it just depends. Um, it depends on insurance for the patch test. So yeah. I would have patch test everybody from the very beginning because yes. you're just unsure anyway, you know. Um, but with your insurance company, it really depends on them. Some insurance companies don't require you to patch test. Okay. Because if you had to patch test a lot, like it's. It's one of those things people don't have the time to come in to get a patch test. Just explain what a patch test is. So a patch test is us essentially applying three or four lashes to each eye up to 24 hours before the actual appointment time. To see if there's any adverse reaction. Yeah. Now sometimes like you can't get a reaction from a patch test. It's very, very hard. It's one of those things you could feel amazing coming to get your patch test and wake up the next day with some kind of a virus or, you know, you might wake up sick and your eyes might flare out. Okay, Do you know? So it really just depends. A lot of the time, 
um, when clients get a patch test, it's not to do with the product. It's to do with their immune system. It could be quite right. low or weak right. or whatever. And that will, in turn, their body is fighting against something that's been applied yeah. to the eye. Yeah. Um, it's very rare in all the years I've been doing lashes. I have never come across anyone, touch wood, yeah. that has come to me and haven't had a, um, had a reaction. So, so I'm very so lucky. What else is covered then? So you've got health and safety. You've got sort of working around with the eye. What else? Um, so you have your product knowledge then. Yeah. So you're going to move on to the product knowledge, which is going to teach you exactly the type of product that you're going to be using. Yeah. Um, because there's so many. So you have there's all different types of material for the lash extension. So you yeah. have um, really high quality um products and yeah. they're all synthetic. So a lot of people would think because they're called mink eyelash extensions, they will ring you and say, are <laughs> okay. you using real mink in my okay, eye? Okay. No, it's a synthetic product. All lashes are made from synthetic. It's not mink fiber. eyelashes. <laughs> no, they're just called mink eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. Now you can get real mink eyelashes, but obviously you're not going from to... From an actual mink animal? Yeah. Oh, good grief. Yeah. But obviously okay. we're not going to use them in the yeah, salon. Yeah. Um, and plus it costs about 500 euro to get a set of okay. mink lashes. But um, okay, so we... So that's something else I didn't know about minks. They obviously have very long eyelashes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'd say so. it's the hair. It's actually their fur oh, it's that's the made fur. into... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we use um, a really high quality PBT fiber, it's called. Yeah. And that fiber then is made into the lash extension. So we okay. have a factory that makes all of our products for us. So I can see... What kind of a machine makes an eyelash? It's it's handmade. Oh, wow. They no are way. actually handmade. Yeah. Every so the fabric, lash. Yeah. So they're made on strips of the synthetic fiber and they use these rolls to get the different style of curls and then they cut them to length. So there's millions of different lengths from six millimetres all the way up to 20 millimetres in length. Right. And they are actually handmade in a factory. Wow. Yeah. So it's amazing. Like, uh, it's, And what country are they coming from? So we get our products from Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And wow. they're really, really good. And I have been using the same company f- since day one. I never thought about how they might be made. That's really, really interesting yeah. that they're hand done. Yeah. Okay, so talk to us then about, so we know how you've sort of got an interest in in, in, in eyelashes. You're there as a young mum. How many kids have you got at this particular stage? Two. two. Okay, you're yeah. there as a young mum. Your your kids are going to sleep at a certain time, maybe 7.30 if you're lucky. Yeah. And then you're, you've got a couple of clients and you're starting to build something. Who were your first clients? Do you remember? So I had a couple of first clients. Um, obviously, I had my friends and family first. Yes, of course. So I had to practice on them, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> the poor things, I swear to God, I think I glued some of their eyes together and everything like <laughs> cutting them apart with the scissors but um, yeah I was so bad at the yeah. beginning but when I got more confidence obviously you know I was working full time as well I was coming home in the evenings so you didn't but you didn't get this knowledge from the course so where did you get this knowledge? I just practiced myself I okay. really you know I was in a position where I was still working a very very stressful full time job I was yeah. in PayPal for a long time as a supervisor there and okay. I just needed a little bit of a change Yeah. so I really just taught my head you know the course wasn't great so I'm just going to actually really I'm going to teach myself. So there's something inside of you, obviously, that sort of, you know, doesn't fear these kind of areas of not knowing what you're doing. Like kind of, you know, was there YouTube tutorials or was it no. literally, no, nothing at that time? There was time. nothing at that wow. time. No, I remember searching Google, looking for eyelash extension training courses online. There okay, and of course there's, there's quite a bit now. Yeah, oh like my God, of, there is yeah. thousands now. But no, so I just kind of, I got the, in the course, it was 90% theory, 10% practical. Right. But we literally had 20 minutes to practice on each okay. other as okay. models. Okay. So I had the gist of what I was to Good. do. But at the time, the lashes came in like loose boxes. Yes. So you literally had to pick them up one by one from a box, you with know. A, with a pair of tweezers. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I just sat there. The evening times, I just sat there for hours on end while the kids were in bed. And I just practiced on two side tape. Okay. And I used to just pick them up, dip them in the glue and place them onto 
tape. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did that for at least three months. Wow. And once I kind of got the little technique of using the two tweezers with my hands, I yeah. started moving on to strip lashes. Okay. And actually making strip lashes from lash yeah. extensions and okay. making them really long and fluffy. And um, then, yeah, I started practicing on friends and family. And then from that, I went to kind of put myself out there yeah. and contacted a, a lady that I knew locally in Ratoth okay. who owns, she had a gym called The Fitness Factory. Okay. And June would be one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. She's just really supportive. And I was telling her like my journey and what I'm looking to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So she was like up in the house, on the table, ready Brilliant. for her lash extensions. And yeah, so I did a set of lashes on June and she went in and teach her, like taught her class that evening. And she said at the end of the class, they were nearly swarmed around her. Yeah. What have you got in your eyes? Yeah, like, yeah, nobody yeah, because had no one had seen them. Yeah, 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 nobody had a clue what eyelash extensions were at the time. And so she was explaining what I had done and the procedure and yeah. the time that it took, I suppose, as well at the time. And within like, honest to God, within <laughs> two days, I had a full book for that that week, the following week of Amazing. people looking to book in. Yeah. And so at the time you were charging, what, 50 euros? Uh, 50 euros, 50 yeah. 50 euros, yeah. yeah. And how long would each one take, each lot take you? So at that time it was taking about two and a half to three hours. Per, per client. Per client, yeah. yeah. Because I was still quite slow. It was the very beginning. Well, of course, and yeah, yeah. I wanted to really get my like technique down and yeah. make sure the clients were leaving really happy. Yeah, yeah. You know? So in the, in the terms of sort of like entrepreneurialism, the way that sort of my students would be learning it, we do this thing called design thinking, which is, that you 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 go out and you seek a problem to be solved. Okay? Yeah. So the problem is that your lashes are not as nice as you would like them to be. Right? Yeah. And then you seek, okay, is there a is there a solution to this? So the solution to this then would be upskilling yourself and learning how to do it. And then the next phase then would be to go into test phase yeah. and like the third, the fourth one then prototype. So so you you've you've done this without really knowing this is how other people set up businesses. You've just done yeah. this naturally, and yeah. it's just sort of it's just occurred. So you're in test phase now, which is seeing and sort of we would say run a te- you know a pilot test yeah. see if it works and see who it works with and then see if you can naturally garner some interest so that's exactly what you did yeah. and then you've got all the interest of the women in the gym and then you know these people are repeat customers that's right it. because they yeah. don't want to go back to their normal tiny and you know invisible lashes yeah. after this yeah. so they're coming back to you so so you have probably had enough people in that early stage and yeah. and you're busy so you're putting your kids to bed and you're busy then sort of well two clients a night that's, yeah. what, that's your that's maximum that's all I was doing yeah two yeah. clients yeah. a night and I'd work from 5 to 11 maybe it depends by the time wow. I set up and tidy yeah, up of course. and stuff like that um, so that's an extra 500 euros a week yeah that Brilliant. was it like, that that's was, and incredible that was, yeah and that was on top of my full time income yeah. as well yeah yeah. so um, you're able to save that yeah it was yeah. amazing at the very I mean, yeah. I mean a huge huge fan especially you know for female entrepreneurs a huge fan of multiple revenue streams yeah. you know don't put all your eggs in one basket because like we've seen with covid you know all sorts of crazy things yeah. can happen but having you know having something having a skill that you could generate money from is incredibly useful more yeah. more, you know, more as useful as, as an education you know it really it's something tangible that you can do to make money yeah. um, is is of incredible use so at what point in how many months then did you realize i've more clients than i can handle um, so within three months yeah, of actually part time, within three months, I was. And are people on your sofa? I do have equipment. <laughs> the first few clients I had literally, because I didn't even know if this was yeah, something I was going to, you know, do full time down the road, I took my clients on my kitchen table. Oh, amazing. <laughs> For the first few months, because <laughs> I thought, you know what, I'm not going to invest in yeah. a beauty bed for the moment yeah, because yeah, I wasn't yeah, 100% yeah. sure. But after the three months, I said, you know what, like this is going to be amazing. I really enjoyed yeah. like every minute of that. Um, 
at the very beginning, you know, yeah. the clients coming in. I was doing it at my kitchen table in the kitchen, in the house, you that know, is brilliant. children in bed, yeah. my little trolley beside me and off I went and I just And having all the crack it. and all the banter while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. loved every minute of it. And then I decided, right, I'm going to invest in a beauty bed. So um, I bought the beauty bed and I set up a little room downstairs in the house it yeah. was the kids playroom yeah. and at night time it transformed into a small little beauty room where I just pulled out my bed and set up a few little candles and that was the start of Lash Dolls Amazing yeah. Amazing We're going to yeah. take a break and then after the break we're going to come back and really dig into what happened next Okay Welcome back to an entrepreneur like you So when we last spoke Karen was just about to tell us how she got started. So Karen, you're, we're in your living room. We are, sorry, you're in the, the playroom now converted. You've got enough people to bring you an extra 500 euros a week. Yeah. So then how did you decide to develop this? Okay, so so I literally came about, um, I decided I was going to actually take the leap of fate yeah. and leave my career. Um, my full-time career. So at the okay. time, the company were offering redundancies. Yeah. So I decided to take the redundancy and that was to me my sign to just yeah. go for it. So I took the redundancy and... Because you already have the clients. So you've got yeah. the list. You know, it's not like you're starting now. You've already tested it. It's, yeah. I mean, the fortuitous timing. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. But I stayed in the house for another couple of years because yeah. I really felt... It wasn't time then to move into a salon or anything like that. It was just time for me to really build on myself, I suppose, and get the clients in right. and build that rapport and So get the kids back. still got the playroom or is this now? No, it was a full-time. It's full-time now, yeah, yeah, yeah. The playroom is gone at this <laughs> yeah. stage. Um, but yes, so I'd had another boy yeah. after, like in between this. Yeah. And um, I just decided, you know, like it's it's definitely time now for me to really put my heart and soul into this. I absolutely okay. loved every minute of it. Great. Um, so from that, I start kind of designing my own products and stuff. I start looking at... Okay. Um, this was still from home, but yes. I decided, you know, rather than me buying in really expensive products, I can find my own manufacturers and try and get my own products made. Well, let's look at that for a second, because that's not your, your average person's thought. They normally just like, okay, supply and demand, like yeah. kind of, you know, so it really is this sort of inner entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, I know we talked before and you sort of said you don't you haven't really considered yourself as an entrepreneur, no, but you absolutely yeah. are, no question about it. You know, so so the first thing is then is is having the courage to leave your job and to be able to sort of, you've tested it and you've gone through yeah. all of the processes. Um, the next thing then is to be able to sort of have the courage to say, I can't find what I need, so I'm going to make it. Yeah. Where does this come from in you? This sort of fearlessness? Um, I don't know. I just love taking <laughs> chances. I'm a bit of a yeah. risk taker. and That I is don't one mind. of the qualities of an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mind failure. Like, I mean, I have failed a lot of times, even in my business now, yeah. but it doesn't stop me from moving on and just trying something else. Yeah, you're natural. Yeah. You're so, a natu natural born entrepreneur. Um, did you think when you were younger, was there any sort of clue there that you might go on to be an entrepreneur? I always had a desire inside me. I had this kind of yeah. burning sensation inside me for yeah, years yeah, yeah. in every career that I did. And I tried absolutely everything. I would get bored after a certain amount of time and I kind of had this thing inside me. I'd love to be my own boss. Yeah. Didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just knew that it was better for me to be my own boss. Yeah. Even though I was very lucky in all of my jobs, I had amazing positions in those companies and I was treated amazingly well. I still always had Is it had a sense that. of there must be something more? Yeah. 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 I think for me, it was like, you know, having that independence, having uh, your own time, you know, being able to build your own business and look back on that and have something to, you know, be proud of, I suppose. I think for as well. me, it's a sort of sense of 
contentment and 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 there is nothing as exciting for me as 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 seeing this both in myself and in other people about what I call sort of alchemy the idea of turning metal into gold you're yeah. turning something into an idea into something golden you know yeah. you're taking nothing and making it into something you're actuating it creating a plan and going for it and like part of that is luck timing uh, uh connections you know and, and all of that but there's yeah. a certain amount of it that is just sheer will and grit and I yeah. love that word grit because it really does it is it's it's a gritty time trying to pull everything together and yeah. there's those moments where you're like god what am I doing you know and I've got you know I've got kids I've got responsibilities like kind of like you know I should yeah. just play safe but there's something in an entrepreneur that just changes that direction for yeah, them yeah it's crazy I don't think I've ever felt that feeling inside yeah. me I want to play safe I've always yeah. just kind of if I get an idea I'll try and work on that idea and make it happen are any of your family entrepreneurs my dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my dad has had his own business for over 25 years. Okay. Um, and a real grafter. He just yeah. worked his arse off for us when we were younger. And like that, we grew up with kind of nothing. And then yeah. as we got older, my mum and dad were able to, yeah. you know. So, so I mean, that lovely expression, you didn't lick it off the path. You know, we all need we all need inspiration. Like kind yeah. of, I have no doubt that sort of, you know, some of your children will go on to, to, to you know, perhaps to be entrepreneurs because they've seen yeah. what's possible. So, okay, let me take you back a little bit then. Okay. We're jumping forward into the exciting stuff, but uh, so so you're you're there. You're you've, you're still at home. Yeah, not yet in a salon, but you're full time doing eyelashes. Yeah, and you're starting to build what went on to be a brand, but yeah. you're just at early stages then of just testing out products and seeing what happens. Yeah, talk us through the next little stage. So How many kids do you have at this stage? I had three at this stage. Three. Okay. Um, so yeah, the early stage, I was buying in product yeah. from a manufacturer that I was originally it was their brand. Yeah, and I was kind of in talks with them about maybe setting up my own brand but at the time it was a lot like you had to buy in a thousand boxes of each length and curl and all and I just I didn't have the funds at that time so I decided to get some testers from them and so I bought like I think it was like five six hundred pounds or euro whatever at the time and I bought all this product in but it was a massive deal for me because that would have been all of the money that I would have saved probably you know with my mortgage and everything else yeah yeah Um, and I actually got my own so they came labelless. So it was okay. literally just the product with no labels. Okay. And I decided to get my own labels designed. Oh, brilliant. And I applied them to the actual product. Are oh, you putting your kids in to stick them on the labels, on the <laughs> yeah. boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that as well yeah. with my daughter. She gets involved with everything. And um, yeah, so I literally, I started posting them on, I set up a little Facebook page. And at that stage, once I got busy, yeah. I, Facebook was only starting to become a thing. Right. Set up a little page on Facebook and start posting the products. Yeah. And lashes at that stage were probably about three years maybe four years in Ireland Okay. so it was becoming to get a little bit more popular but there was nobody in Ireland selling product right right so they were absolutely whipped off the shelves in the house like I had a little unit at one stage with all of the products I had lash adhesive remover and all of the products that you would use as a lash technician and I could not keep them in stock so this is great because now you're not only in test phase, but you're prototyping, which means to yeah. create a product and then you're testing that prototype. So you know what you've got, that the people want it. Yeah. So, so you need to scale. Yeah, that was it. Like so a, how did you how did you grow it? So I decided then, because it was so popular, the, the yeah. products were amazing and they were really good quality and they were actually lasting. And that's what people want. They want, a, like the clients want obviously to have really good retention from their, their treatment. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest concerns in the lash industry is just the bad retention, okay. not having good products. So you mean that the eyelashes are applied with the glue and yeah, they fall out quickly? that's it, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I had the best quality products on the market. Yeah. And I had, 
obviously tested them. I had sold them and the feedback that I was getting was just insane. So I start gradually, I kept that up for a while because yeah. I was trying to build some more income, you know, to actually put of in course, a big yeah. order with my own labelling and stuff. Um, so I, at that stage, decided, I was just in the house one day and I decided, right, I was thinking back to my course and how bad it was and what I felt I should have learned and the different things like that. So I start writing my own training manuals at that stage. That was Brilliant. in between clients. Yeah. So I'd have a, probably a 30 minute break in between clients and I start writing out Someone. from start to finish. <laughs> like what? What was missing? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, I yeah. could remember the stuff that I had learned, like, yeah. but there was lots of stuff missing and I, I actually wrote from what I was working doing. Yes. So yeah, all yeah. of my training manuals consist very, of very exactly basic what I do yeah, every yeah. single day. And I wrote that down and I actually spent four years Yeah. Um, the next four years actually writing all of my manuals from scratch. Incredible. And then eventually went and got my courses accredited. Okay, so don't jump ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're writing a manual yeah. and you're designing a course. Yeah. Where is the first course being rolled out? So the first course was rolled out in my local yoga room. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That was actually owned by my very first client, okay. June, who owned the fitness, fitness okay, factory. Great. And um, yeah. Right, so, so again, you're testing it out. You're yeah. giving it a go and you're seeing what people want. Yeah, yeah that was it. it. So I just, on my Facebook page, advertised lash extension courses running Sunday week and the price and the location and they were sold out in five minutes. Okay, great. So yeah. so you're you're now running it and you're they're making some changes to it yeah. and you're like, I need to do this more. Yeah. Right. So so you know that's ultimately you have designed and created a training academy, even yeah. though it has no home it doesn't necessarily matter, but like kind of that, that, you know, it's not a physical being. It's no. A, it's a, okay. So, so then you realize, okay, not only do people want my lashes, but they want my courses. Yeah. You're doing all of this on your own. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. In between the kids and everything else. Right. Incredible. Yeah. So then what? So then um, I had, I got pregnant again. Right. <laughs> and I had my, my last, the set of twins. Yeah. So they were my last children. So that was five. So you have five kids. Five kids at this <laughs> stage. And I never took a break from yeah. work. I worked the whole way through because doing lashes for me is so therapeutic. Yeah. That that hour or hour and a half or two hours, whatever it was I was spending with my clients in the house still, yeah. um, was my release. Yeah. It's, you really, know, it's, yeah. it's a bit of you time, even though you're making money, you're, you know, it's not mom time. It's And, and everyone needs a bit of yeah. time like, for themselves. My yeah, clients yeah. were like, you know, take the time off. Like, yeah, have the time yeah, with yeah, your kids. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, I have three other ones there. I know, you know, <laughs> yeah. my mom was down every day. Brilliant. I still worked. What's her mom's name? Anne. Well done, Anne. Yeah, she's amazing. And my mom came down every single day and allowed me to work for two or three hours a day yeah, just to yeah. give me that little break. Yeah. Um, even though well, most people don't think of work as a break. <laughs> I know, yeah. For me, it was a break. Yeah. Yeah, it was that little bit of release. And yeah, like my yeah, clients yeah. would come to the house. They're like my friends at this yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so... Um, once the kids and that was the, I had young kids at that stage, so I was still in the house and they were getting older, obviously. And yeah. my clientele was getting, you know, it was getting busier and busier and right. busier. And obviously I was working now at this stage full time from the house. Yes. So my mom was minding the kids all yeah. day, nearly yeah. every day while I was building, <laughs> while yeah. I was building yeah. the business from the house. Um, I was running a few courses from the house as well, okay. from my little room. So yeah. I'd have two beds set up and I was wow. running the courses there. So this was just ongoing for a number of years. Where did you get this kind of energy from? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I absolutely love what I do. It was yeah. like when I started doing the lashes because I was getting that bit of inner peace, I suppose, right. and that little bit of time away from the house and 
you know, like just that in the room. Yeah, do something you love, you don't work a day. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. And yeah, honest yeah. to God, I never thought I'd feel that because yeah. I loved all of my jobs, but I was never satisfied in them. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. always felt the need. There was something else for me there. And I just love making people feel good. So I think that feeling, you know, when the clients sort of wake up and look at themselves in the mirror and go, oh my God, I am like transformed and they're addicted now. Yeah. You know, and like it, it built like an amazing relationship with the clients that I have. Yeah. Um. So apart from getting, you know, time away from the kids to to build a business, I was also making some great connections and some great friends. But you're, you're also scaling it little, bit, little by little. You're yeah. scaling without sort of, you know, any... Uh, Real strategy. You're just no. kind of going. It needs to grow. So yeah. the next phase, obviously, is it's got to move out of your house. Yeah, <laughs> right? oh, yeah. It was yeah. too. It was too busy at that stage. Yeah. The kids were getting older. I started looking at premises, you know, around like locally because I wanted to be kind of close to the to the house. Sure. Um, because obviously five young kids and the twins started school, play school. Yeah. And I decided to have a look at a few different units, and I just found this one unit that I absolutely fell in love with. It's on an upper level, like yeah. You know, I didn't even look into you know, Mark Fall and no, all that stuff. Nothing. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, if I find somewhere that I like, yeah. I'm going to take it. Yeah. And I walked into this unit, which was just a shell, empty walls. There was no. Do you also are going with a, a full stack of customers? You've got a book of yeah. customers, so it's not like you need footfall or you need a retail space where you're particularly visible because people are already booked in to see you, That's so they'll it. just go. Yeah. So you're in a in, in, in a retail in retail terms, you're, you know, you're already onto a winner because you're taking your clients into. The the premises rather than looking for clients through the premises. That's it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that I will say I did do, I sat down and I kind of looked at the amount of clients that I had coming yeah. in and with the outgoings that I'd have to pay. Yes. And it was kind of just evening out. So I, when I was looking at it, I wouldn't right. have really been making a lot of money by doing it. Yeah. But I just knew it was the right time for me. It was time to yeah. move out of the house, get my own space. So I have Karen is back, like, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's like get into the salon. The house is left at home. Yes. And yeah, yeah. that's my It's time. much easier for a work-life balance if yeah. there is such a thing. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, when you're not working inside of your own yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, much better. So yeah. I found the space and I just fell in love with it. I walked in and just got this feeling inside me. I was like, oh my God, the excitement Brilliant. was just unreal. And I took it straight away. Well, I've seen the picture of you when you got your keys yeah. and you're jumping with both feet up in the air. It's oh. just complete joy. Oh, you know? that was like one of the best days of my life. Yeah. Like, honestly, it was like, oh my God, this is my business. Like, I can't believe it, you know? Yeah. And um, so what I did then was I kind of start decorating the salon, but yeah. I just did it week by week for about three months. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't borrow any money for it. So I well kind done. of had been saving, obviously, when I was working from yeah. home. Um, and I was putting bits and pieces away and every week I would You're a very savvy businesswoman because a lot of people would go down the road of a loan and then hope that they got the clients, you know, but you built it with, you, you built it. So there's this amazing um, uh, um, academic and entrepreneur and she talks about, she studies entrepreneurs and the thing that's the, the sort of combining factors or the things that the people have in common. And she talks about some entrepreneurs are risk takers, but they would very much operate with this idea of bird in the hand. So you right. use what network you've got, you use what money you've got. You don't owe Overextend, yeah. And so you're naturally doing all this, which is what makes me say you're a born entrepreneur. Right, you just yeah. naturally have it in you, yeah. You know, so this idea of, of, of I, I use what I've got and I don't go into debt over yeah. it. And was that something you would have got from your family before those kind of financial aspects of sort of just work within your means? Maybe. Um, I think for my dad, like I suppose growing up when we were really young, we didn't really have a lot. But my yeah. dad used to actually lock himself into the sitting room and study okay. to to better our life. You okay. know, yeah. And yeah. he went back to college, got an amazing job and then obviously set up a business from that. Yeah. Um, so as we got older, 
yeah. you know, I could see the benefits, I suppose, like the hard work and like, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. So that kind of pushed me yeah, absolutely. along a bit. Um into so so into the salon like kind of really like yeah kind of like yeah. so so you you haven't taken a loan you've moved into the salon and like kind of so what what's your what's your situation because did you have a work life balance at this point I'm imagining not no <laughs> <laughs> my work life balance no I from the house it was like I was cleaning the dishes in between clients yeah changing the kids putting them to bed you know like I had no really life as such yeah because so, I, so you're living really I suppose through your client with your clients you're kind of getting the conversation and the sort of the social spontaneity and everything yeah, through them that was it um, but then I, as, as soon as I got to the salon then that all changed Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. my life completely turned so around so at the beginning it was just you in the salon how um, did you grow it yeah so I moved into the salon obviously um, just myself and my few clients and within a couple of weeks it just got so busy yeah. I think you know like we were in a courtyard in Ratout Village. Yeah. I had my few little clients, but just from word of mouth, we like Facebook was only actually starting to come out. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really posting online or anything like that. So literally the clients were just coming through the door looking for appointments and I had no spare time. And at this stage I was working six days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And training on a Sunday. Wow, okay. From the yeah, yoga room. Yeah, so yeah. I was actually working seven days a week, yes, six absolutely. days from the salon and one day training courses. Yeah. Um, so I decided to kind of... I suppose go on the hunt for somebody to come into yeah, the salon of with course. me. And well, not least because sometimes when you're your strongest, your own strongest asset, you're also your biggest risk. I mean, yeah. if you got sick or you, you know, you weren't well, your business falls if it's only you. Yeah. 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 Um, I was lucky enough though, I have touch wood. I never get sick. Yeah. Um, so I'm really blessed. That, I think like, that's just sheer will. Oh, I just, yeah, <laughs> could be, I don't know. Or fright, like <laughs> that I would take a week off, my business be gone. But no, I'm really lucky that way. Um, but while I was at home, I had met a client um, just through our local shop. Yeah. And she was chatting to me one day about, oh my God, I heard you do lash extensions. Do you run courses? She was a Polish girl. Yeah. And I was, you know, chatting to her about the courses and stuff, but she didn't have a lot of money at the yeah. time. And um, I was like, look, I'm running a course next Sunday. If you want to do the course with me, you can jump on and we can sort out money another time. Um, but she was such actually a lovely person and we just got on really, really well. Yeah. So I kind of trained her from scratch and Great. I could just see oh my gosh, she just had a twinkle in her eye. There's something yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah. just loved doing it. Um, so I kind of took her on as a little kind of apprentice, you know, watching me and every day she'd come into the salon and just sit with me and watch what I was doing. And one day she just said, look, I'd love to yeah. come into the salon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it. So she decided to come into the salon and I trained her up literally from scratch. And then she, I had another person. That was how that happened. So are you able at this point to start taking a bit of time off or no? Like... No. No, okay. No. So you, you, you basically use like an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, she was just in the salon. She, no, I wouldn't have taken any time off really, to be yeah. honest, because I really still wanted to be there. I loved yeah. the vibe of the salon. And um, obviously, like we close on a Saturday, or sorry, on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when you're training people. Yeah, but every kind of odd Sunday here and there, I would take a day off. Yeah. And yeah. just Good. chill with the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just <laughs> you, have a bit of time. You deserve it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we were just, it literally went from myself to two. Yeah. And it was just getting busier and busier and busier. Brilliant. Um, and then obviously I start running the academy from Ratout, from okay. the salon itself. Okay, so you're running the training courses from the salon yeah. itself. And that's yeah. every that's every Sunday? It was every Sunday. Yeah. It's now every Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, what kind of numbers were you getting on that training? Um, starting out, I would have had four to five girls okay. per course. Yeah. Um, and then that went on. It was getting to six, seven. I ended up having to go from our tote then into Dublin City Centre and yeah. rent out a room because yeah. it was getting really, really busy. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Okay. So 
when COVID hit. That's I, the end of the training. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, where are all my clients gone? And so so at, at this particular point, like, you know, you're you're ready to scale, you're you're ready to move in, like kind of like you've got your training body there. Yeah. Uh, and then you had the blessing that we all had, uh, which is a lockdown. Yeah. And after the break, we'll come back and find out what happened next. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what else was going on because COVID has now hit. But what had happened before that in terms of, you know, what you're dealing with? Because I think part of the, the, you know, the rationale behind people telling their story is not just I had an idea and I made it happen, but very often we're doing this in the face of adversity, you know, yeah. and, and I set up my business, then found out that sort of, you know, um, uh, I, you know, I had to split from, from my husband and as a consequence, you know, that can take you in one of a myriad of ways. For me, it propelled me into keeping going because I had no other yeah. alternative. And I know that you have a similar story, perhaps. Yeah. Go on, do you yeah. want to tell us about that? Um, so we opened the salon. Yeah. Amazing. Had an unbelievable, you know, opening party. We had the local press. It was amazing. And the business was flying. And Christmas week, we were only open, I'd say at that stage, about seven weeks. And I came home from work one day and literally... I got a text message to tell me that my husband had been cheating on me with one of my best friends. I'm so sorry. And um, obviously, like in shock, I'm reading this message. I'm cooking spaghetti bolognese. You know, You've I've got kids running kids. around me yeah. like lunatics. And he's sitting in the sitting room like on his phone. Oh, I'm so and sorry. And I'm like, it's, what it's... the hell is going on here? Like, so I'm looking at this message and I'm like, who sent me this? So I was replying like, who's this? Who, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. had his full name, his phone number, everything. So it was obviously somebody that knew him and, knew, you know, God. all this. Yeah. Um, so I confronted him, obviously, absolutely devastated, you know, in an awful way. And um, he basically ran out of the house and okay. um, came back about an hour later and I just kicked him. I was in uproar, didn't have a clue what was going on. You know, do you believe <sighs> yeah. like these messages? You know, I'm completely in shock. And completely. I feel like, oh my God, you're just shaking all over. You don't know yeah, like yeah, what's yeah. going on. You know, is it the truth? What's, you know, I'm questioning him. He's looking at me like, yeah. you know, like I can see it in him. He, okay. he was, you know, he was guilty. He was, yeah. he was guilty. Yeah. 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 And, um, so yeah, so I kicked him out of the house. I mean, some people have, yeah, it's such a similar experience to myself. Some people have talked about sort of, you know, um, you know, you're floored. I'm like, I, you're not floored, you're subterranean, you're under the ground, you're yeah. so far deep, like yeah. with, you know, black and white are, are opposite, up and down is different, yeah. like kind of, you know, you don't know anything at, at this particular no. stage. And then you've also got kids and you've yeah. got to manage that. You've also got business, you know, yeah. I mean, how, just how did you, continue I mean you went into work the next day yeah How? I had to because yeah. I had a brand new business like yeah. and obviously I'm in a really local village right everybody knows who I am you right. know Karen yeah. from Lash Dolls yeah um you know and I just had to get up the next day I remember ringing my mom and I was like God. I need you to come down today like you know something's after happening I didn't want to get into the house yes, of course of it. just please but come also to the house. speaking the yeah. words is very difficult and my mom came to the house and I just absolutely like broke down like, I mean, I couldn't get over. I can't believe this after happening to me. Like, yeah. honest to God, like I had, I thought I had an amazing marriage. Yes. We were so close. He had me on a pedestal. You know, if you knew him, like people would say, oh my God, Karen, you know, her what a, husband. What a dick. Um, You know, like they're amazing and this and that. But yeah, yeah, behind it all, he was just a really messed up person and, yeah. you know, destroyed everything, you know. So yeah. I had to literally get my mom down that day. I went to work and I remember crying 
like into my client's yeah. hair. Yeah, I did. You know, maybe. like because I hadn't, I didn't, I couldn't do anything else. I had to go to work. Brand of new course. business a week before Christmas. I was booked out from ten a.m. to Dear nine p.m. Yeah, yeah, of course you were. And I remember in between clients, I was just shaking the whole time. I was like, isn't great for to, lashes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how do you get your head around this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, crying yeah. nonstop, heartbroken. You know, but something inside me. I just had to keep going, like, you know. In some ways, I mean, there's no there's no way you could have created a business out of that, like, or after that. But because it's already there, and this is, again, this goes back to this thing about multiple revenue streams. You yeah. never know what is going to happen. And I, you know, I hope people they don't have to experience anything like you yeah. and I have done. But if you do, I suppose part of the message is, for, you know, if for, there'll be a period of time when you're not all right. And then yeah. you will be all right. Yeah. But if you can stand on your own two feet, if you can make it work for yourself, if you can yeah. bring in, you know, the, the, you know, money isn't everything. Thing, but if you can get the contentment from something you've set yeah. up and you're self-sufficient, I mean, go you. 100%. You're the breadwinner. You have five yeah. kids. You're an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. You've set up multiple revenue streams, you know, and you've done all this and survived because yeah. you are a survivor of the trauma. Yeah. You know, you've survived something deeply, deeply traumatic. Yeah. And here you are five years later. Yeah. And sit and chat to me on the yeah, radio. <laughs> and I'm in a better place. Go you. Like, yeah, it's just... But I think, do you know what? I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So do I. And I, honest to God, think that that me moving into the salon yes. was like the universe telling me, you need to get out of your your house now because there's stuff going on here that well, is going know. to come to a head. This, this is my head, I think, you know. And it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be uncommon. I'm not saying this is the situation, so yeah. I don't know, but it wouldn't be uncommon for you know, a woman to start, you know, their star starts rising and they start to come into their full power is yeah. what I feel it is. And then that could make somebody else feel very insecure yeah. and seek out, the ego can seek out, you know, um, yeah. comfort elsewhere. Yeah. But let's not let's not delve too much into that. Yeah. I remember someone saying to me that um, success is the best <laughs> revenge. And I was like, well, it's it's not about revenge because you just don't, you don't care after a while. It's just, yeah. it's, it's it becomes history. It becomes part a chapter in your book. It's not yeah. the chapter, it's a yeah. chapter. Um, but I think, you know, moving moving past then you know again the sort of this fortitude this thing you've shown your children and your, yeah. your family and your friends and you show to your clients of just I'm in my own lane I'm in my yeah. own zone here and I've created all of this myself yeah I mean fair play it's yeah. absolutely unbelievable yeah it's just but like as you said I think when you're doing something that you love yeah. and you're passionate about it you know and like that I honestly never actually taught you know like I'm a business owner I'm just always looked at myself like right. I'm a mom with five kids that has a salon and retote right do you know, I kind of always had that mentality, but I'd always, I just work. I'm a worker. Yeah, you are. I've always wanted to work hard and have money for my kids. I would never care if I had any extra money once I could pay my mortgage. Like yeah. I was left, obviously, when our marriage, you know, finished, um, I was left with all of the bills. So I was left with a mortgage wow. by myself, you know, car loans, lo you know, he had yeah. loans coming out of his ears and I was left with all of that debt. Oh, God. Yeah. And so, but I have done it. Yeah. Like I have actually worked my way through all of that and I come out on the other end and now I have two thriving businesses and... Well, you're always smiling. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really positive. I always look at the brighter yeah. side of everything. I try, even though my marriage broke down, it was the worst time in my life. It was the worst time in my kids' lives. Look, my therapist said to me it was the dark gift, you know, and I do believe in that. Like kind of, yeah. one of the best things ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, it's so, so strange to say that. But it, it made me realise who I am and what yeah. I want to do. And, and I really am just authentically myself yeah. now. I'm not yeah. trying to... I'm not trying to be a part of anything with somebody else. I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm on my own necessarily, but I'm just, I'm just, 
I'm in charge of my life. You know, you know who you are. And, and I know who I am. Yeah, and that's yeah. the way I am. I'm a really confident person. I yeah. love myself. Not like I don't look in yeah, the mirror no. and I, you know, but I actually love who I am. Yeah. And well, that shines out from you. And I just you love You are 100% yourself. You're authentically yeah. yourself. And there's no BS, you know, like yeah. kind of... Yeah, what you see is what you get, yeah. you know, like, and I've always kind of been like that. I always try. I think I'm even much better now. Yeah. Coming out of like that marriage breakdown yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's made me realise the important things in life. And the one thing that I will say to anybody even listening to this, like, you know, you're only there for yourself. Yeah. Like that's the one thing I learned from my whole experience of my separation and running a business and five kids. There was no one there for me. Yes. I had to do it myself. Yeah. You know, I had a little bit of support from family and stuff, which was amazing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm the one who has to come home to my kids every day and pay my bills and you know, look after the kids for food and right. feed them, you know, clothe them, right, everything. Right, right. It's all on you, you know, so you have not to, to do Not it. to be afraid of that, that you have, you know, in, in, you know, endless resources within yourself that you may not have even realised are there, that no. you that you pulled upon to pull yourself yeah. up. Yeah. So you have a second salon now. I you do. have a training school. Yeah. You have a brand that's now going out both online and through the different places that you're training. Yeah. America next? Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we opened our second salon in Kilkenny back yeah. in September. So I kind of took on the project in lockdown. Yeah. Um, because I had obviously this thing inside me. I wanted yeah. a second salon. Kilkenny for me was like life changing. Yeah. It was, Ratout, you know, I've had this for so long, seven years, really settled and the salon's amazing. So Kilkenny, I just thought we need something different. There's nothing like what we have brought to Kilkenny. And Brilliant. we are just literally good. We're a finalist in the, the awards for Irish beauty for most wanted Yay. salon of the year. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> we're only open since September. So That's incredible. It's absolutely out of this world. And are you going to move on to franchising this month? Yeah. Yes. So we're looking at, at the moment, I'm looking to open another couple of salons in different counties, one yeah. in Wexford and one in Portlaoise. The dream is one in every county, right? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. the goal. And, and tell us about America. So America, um, we have a brand ambassador yes. who has trained with Lash Dolls um, and she's going to be working with our brand, our stock, selling our products from the salon that she's in in America. Brilliant. And hopefully eventually she will switch over to completely. So she's a hair salon and beauty. Yeah. The beauty end of it will be stocking only Lash Dolls products. And she'll be working with our brand there and promoting it. And she is literally on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh like, my God. We could, like, honest to God. Karen guess, Green, you're in Hollywood. <laughs> like, Are you kidding hello? me? <laughs> I know. It's like, it's actually surreal. It's, you know, I, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm not surprised. You have yeah. everything that it takes to do whatever your heart desires. Yeah. And it's been an absolute pleasure oh, to you. talk to you today. Yeah, I love Karen you. Karen Green you. from Lash Dolls. I wish you every success. Thank you so much, Lolly. It was lovely to be here. 